This verse, 1 Corinthians 10.31, is on the back of my motorcycle. It's on the rear fender, painted on right across the bottom, right underneath the American flag and all my different guns that I have painted on my fender. And the words are, Therefore, whatever you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, do all to the glory of God. Now this passage of Scripture comes in a time when the author's warning people and, and helping to solve a debate in, in the church. You see, the, in that time frame, in that period of time, it was not uncommon for people when they were out in the marketplace selling meat and things like that to have sacrificed the animal that they are selling to idols. And so the question came up within the church, what do we do? Do, do we eat the meat that's been sacrificed to idols? And so the author is, is explaining how to handle this and what to do. And what it really comes down to is, because he talks about, well, if you know it's sacrificed, if somebody's making a big deal about it, don't, do, don't eat it. But really, God covers you. If you thank God for it, don't worry about it. And he said, if nobody says anything to you and you don't know, just eat it and don't worry because... God said to go ahead and eat, and you thank God for it, so why worry about it? But then as he continues down in here and he comes to this, he's like, wait a minute, there's times you need to not do things. Because the purpose is to glorify God. You see, if someone had sacrificed that meat to an idol... They could have been really testing you and your salvation. Where are you at? You know, I have a neighbor who I have been witnessing to for years. And his goal is to have me sit down with him and drink a beer with him. Now, whether I believe that that's okay or not, we could have that discussion and we could sit there and have that discussion. But his whole purpose is to prove that I'm just like every other Christian he knows that isn't really living his life out. And he's just going to live like the world anyway. But you see, this passage of Scripture comes in here and says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Are we living a life with the purpose of glorifying God? Tomorrow morning, when you get out of bed, and you head off to work, what is your goal? Is your goal to make a living that day? Is your goal to please someone in your household? Is your goal to get ahead in society? What is your goal? What is your purpose? Are you getting out of bed every morning with the express purpose of glorifying God? Because it says in whatever you do, whatever your job is, wherever you go, whatever you're walking into, are you purposefully trying to glorify God? Unfortunately, when we look at our society standards, our society standards is just the opposite of that. It's, it's get whatever you need. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Don't worry about what happens to anybody else. I know I'm going to make some people mad here, but I absolutely hate the movie Frozen. 
absolutely hate it. Because the whole premise of the movie is do whatever you want to do. You want to freeze the whole world, freeze the whole world. It don't matter. Make yourself happy. I hate it. That's not what God said. What did He say? Think of others more highly than yourself. He says you need to be concerned about your brother. You need to be concerned about those around you. You need to glorify God. You see, we stand here on Sunday morning and we sing a song, In my life, Lord, be glorified. Is that really the truth? Do you really want God glorified in your life? Every aspect of it. Not just part of it. Every aspect of it. Do you want God glorified in your life? As I began to wrestle with this scripture and say, God, what does that look like? How do I do this? I don't know where to go from here. That was a quick five-minute message. What do you need, God? God, where do we go? And as I continued to wrestle with scriptures throughout the week, it, made it, it came apparent to me that God wanted us to look at Psalm 91 together this morning. So if you have your word and you want to open it, you can do that. If you're going to look at the screen, that's fine. It'll be up there. But I want you to remember that as we continue to look at Psalm 91 this morning, the purpose of all of this is to glorify God in whatever we do. So how are we going to go about that? Psalm 91 begins with these two verses. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Now, if you are an underliner or a note taker, there's three words in this past, this section that I want you to pay close attention to. Those three words are dwells, abide, and trust. Dwells, abide, and trust. Are you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? Where do you live? You see, I have a neighbor this week who I stopped and talked to, and they just moved from one house on the mountain up there to another house. And the lady of the house said to me, this is now where we live. And as I read this, I'm like, wait a minute, there comes a time in our life when we receive Christ as our Savior and we begin to walk with Him, that all of a sudden we need to change our address in our mind. Where do you live? Are you living, are you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? God says, look, because of the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your soul, I view you as being righteous. You now live in a different place. You're now a stranger in the world that you live in. You don't belong there. People are going to say things and do things that are way different than what you're going to say and do. Because you no longer belong there. You belong in the secret place of the Most High. So if you're going to dwell, if you're going to walk in the glory of God, 
If you're going to live for the glory of God, you need to dwell in His very presence, in that secret place. Your address needs to change. Your perception needs to be, I am living here now. I no longer live in that life. Where do you dwell? You shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Where are you hanging out? Where are you spending your time? You see, I think the thing happens that we change our address, but we keep going back to the old place. We don't abide where God is saying you now belong. We only want to visit the presence of God. We don't want to abide in the presence of God. Will we stop coming Sunday mornings and visiting the presence of God? Will we begin to live in the very presence of God? Will you abide in the presence of God? It's a whole different lifestyle under the shadow of the Almighty. To know that you are in His very presence, to walking with Him no matter what you face, no matter what your job is asking you to do, no matter who you have to interact with on a daily basis. You now have a new address. You are a child of the Most High God. And you are in His very presence. And you need to be living there and constantly walking there. If you're going to do all to the glory of God, you've got to dwell. You've got to abide in His very presence. And when you make the choice and say that He is your refuge and He is your fortress, and He is your God, you will have to trust in Him at times. And trusting in God can be very difficult because what God calls us to do is very contrary to what we see around us. The world is going to tell us to hate that person who has been bothering you, who has been giving you the short end of the stick, who has treated you poorly at work. And the Word of God is going to say, love that individual. The Word of God is going to say, encourage that individual. The Word of God is going to tell you to pray for that person. When you begin to trust in God, because you've made Him your God, the one in charge of your life, when you make Him your, ref his, your refuge, the place you can run whenever you're in trouble, when there's a problem, when you've screwed up, sometimes we screw up and we need a place to run to. When, when you're living and you have a safe place to go to, you know God is not hounding you and griping at you and complaining to you. Our God is there to protect us and to shelter us and to fortify us. These words refuge and, and fortress, they're military terms. A fortress is a well-fortified area, a military stronghold. You realize when you are dwelling in the presence of God, you are dwelling in a military foothold, a military stronghold, a place of God's great power. You need to trust in that power 
and not in just what you can see and what can, you can feel and what the world is telling you is going on. The next verses 3 and 4 say, Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the flower and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Pay attention to the words, Deliverer, cover His truth. There are traps out there for you, folks. A couple weeks ago when we had the baptismal service, what did we do? We asked specific individuals to pray for those being baptized. Why? Because there was a spiritual light put on that person at that time. And the enemy was going to be setting traps for that person. And we needed to pray for their protection. Folks, you're in a spiritual battle as a believer in Christ. And the enemy is going to try to pull you down. And that enemy may look like your neighbor or may look like your boss or may look like a family member. But it's the enemy of your soul that's trying to get you and trap you and pull you away from God's very presence. If you're going to glorify God, you've got to dwell in His very presence. You've got to abide in that secret place. And if there's a trap catching you and keeping you from getting back into that refuge or that fortress, there's a problem. But God says He is our deliverer. He will deliver you from those traps. He will open your eyes. He will allow you to see those traps. There are curses out there that are being coming against you as a believer. He will protect you from those as we dwell in His very presence, as we dwell and abide in under the shadow of the Almighty, as we are glorifying God in all that we do, He will protect us from the snare and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers the Passion Translation translate that as He will wrap His massive arms around you and protect you. Yeah, that's a whole lot better than covering me under some feathers, huh? I feel a little safer under the powerful arms of God as protection than I do under a couple chicken feathers. <laughs> yeah. But if you watch in nature... You know, there was one day I was up on top of a hill and I looked out in the middle of this hayfield that had been recently mowed. And it looked like somehow, it was quite some distance from the woods, but it looked like somehow there was a large chunk of bark about that long and about that wide laying out in the middle of this hayfield that had been mown within the last week or so. So it was very short. And I thought, i got to go out there and get that out of there. I don't want to pick that up in the hay the next time I mow hay. So as I walked out to that, and I got very close to it, all of a sudden, what I thought was a large piece of bark laying in the middle of my hayfield was a turkey with a bunch of chicks. I have no idea how that turkey deflated himself that, or herself that much. 
But that turkey was laying there flat on the ground, covering over top of her chicks, protecting her chicks, hoping that nobody would see them out in the middle of the open and catch them. How much more the love of God will protect His children. We'll cover them in the time of danger. We'll see the perilous times coming. We'll see the enemy's trapped and say, no, I will cover you. I will protect you. I will allow you to see those traps. I will keep you from the pestilence. The power of our Almighty God is incredible. Don't doubt it. Do all to the glory of God because He will protect you. He will cover you. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Two items of war. A large shield you can hide behind. A small shield meant for in battle to block the glancing blows of the enemy. His truth is what's going to block that. The truth that He says, I'm your God. I love you. You were created awesome. I made you for a purpose. Grab a hold of His truth. Don't listen to what the world is saying in truth. You're no good. You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. No! The Word of God says you're amazing. I created you for a purpose. I created you to do amazing things. No mind can conceive what I have for you. Will you choose today to glorify God in everything that you do and see the amazing things that the truth of God brings into your life? Everything that He gives you, how He protects you, how He covers you, how He keeps you from being caught. And as we continue in Psalm 91... Verse 5, you shall not be afraid. You shall not. You shall not. Not don't. Not try not to. You shall not. Truth. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor an arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. You do not have to be afraid of a sneak attack. You don't have to be afraid of a full frontal assault against your very person. You don't need to be afraid of things you don't know that are coming. You don't need to be afraid of the dangers that you do know are out there. You do not need to be afraid. You shall not be afraid in the very presence of God. You shall not be afraid in the very presence of God. He has invited you there. He has called you into His presence. He wants to cover you. He wants to wrap His massive arms of protection around you. He wants to love on you. And He wants to bless you. 
continuing in the Scripture. It says, A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. It's out there, folks. There's dangers, okay? There's scary stuff. But you don't need to be afraid in the very presence of God. When you are living your life to glorify God in every aspect of your life, you do not need to be afraid. You will only see that it's out there. (coughs) You will only see the problems in other people's lives. God will protect you. God will love on you. God will strengthen you. God loves you so very, very much. He wants the very best for you. Verse 9, Psalm 91, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall the plague come near you, your do- nor shall evil befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. And I know those have, those have prophetic words there that tell us of Jesus and what He will do. But they are also for you and me today. They are also for you and me because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. Because you are choosing to glorify God in whatever you do. Even Jesus, being fully man, walked on this earth and felt the hard times and the attacks And he even struggled with doing the right thing. Did you realize that? On the night that he was betrayed, he went to the Garden of Eden. And what did he do? He prayed while all his buddies are sleeping. And how alone he must have felt. But look at what he prayed. He said, Father, if there's any other way for this to happen, if there's any other way to pay for the redemption of man's sin, if there's any other way for you not to reject me, for you not to turn your back on me and leave me alone, if there's any other way, please. I don't think we think about Jesus struggling with that decision that night. But he was fully human. And he had a choice that night. Just like you have a choice here today. You see, God had a plan. And that plan was going to glorify himself. 
And it was going to glorify Him through His Son having to be rejected by Him and face the death on the cross. But that plan was also going to unify us with Him. That plan was going to allow us to have an intimacy with Him that few ever really gather. Will you draw into His very presence? Will you dwell with Him? Will you abide in His household? Will you glorify God in all that you do? The decision really is yours. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place. You have these blessings. God will not force Himself upon you. If you want His protection, if you want His care, if you want His wisdom, if you want His guidance, will you make Him your dwelling place? The Most High wants you. If ever in your life you feel that you are not wanted or not loved, it is not in the very presence of God. Because God wants you. God loves you. The end of this psalm changes a little bit of tone. Because now instead of the psalmist speaking, it is now God speaking. And God says, because He has set His love upon me. Because you have set your love upon God. God says, therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and will show him my salvation. This is what God says about you. You see, our dwelling and our abiding and our trust, when you add that all up, it becomes our love for God. Because you have loved Him. Because you have chosen to dwell in Him. Because you have chosen to trust and abide in Him. God says, I will deliver you. I will set you on high. Put your name in there. Read that as, as though God is speaking directly to you. Therefore, I will deliver Harold. I will set Harold on high. I'm picking on my buddy from New York. But I know he knows this is the truth. Because Harold has known my name, Harold shall call upon me and I will answer Harold. Put your name in there. I will be with Harold in trouble. I will deliver Harold and I will honor Harold. With long life I will satisfy Harold. And I will show Harold my salvation. 
Put your name in there. Know what God wants to do for you today. Grab a hold of that and dwell in His very presence. You shall not be afraid. It doesn't matter what you're going to face. You can go amazing places. You do not have to fear. You can do whatever God calls you to do. The world can say whatever it wants to say about you. But it doesn't matter because God said I loved you. Because God said I will deliver you and I will lift you up. This is what happens when we do all to the honor and the glory of God. This is what happens when we choose to dwell and abide and trust in the Almighty God. So today, as we close, two verses from the book of Romans. Make this your prayer today. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and that acceptable and that perfect will of God. Choose this day to make yourself His servant, to humble yourself before Him. Choose this, place, this day to dwell in His very presence, to abide under His wings and to trust Him no matter what He calls you to do. It's your choice. I can't do it for you. Ed can't do it for you. Your wife, your husband, your mom, your dad cannot do it for you. Choose this day whom you will serve. Glorify God dwell in his presence let's stand <coughs> father god i thank you that you have invited us this day into your very presence and you've given us a room you've given us a place to stay you're not just asking us to visit you in this place I pray, O oh God, that this day we would choose to dwell in Your secret place. That we would, we would abide under the shadow of Your wings and trust You that no matter what we do in this life, we would bring glory to Your name. God, guide us as we walk out this door. Help us to be obedient to follow you and to live in you. And we thank you for this and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day.